This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Welcome to Hawkside Guns Podcast. I am Sean and with me is Jake and you catch us kind of in the middle of a conversation here that we've been having for the last couple of weeks about gun shows and that and and really gun supply in general right now because of the increased demand that we're seeing. Uh, most of the information that I'm getting for, from everybody, uh, be it gun dealers and, and people who are looking for firearms, I, I hear the same kind of things. Uh, there's no deals available. And, and while, that's, while that's maybe very prominent, I still think that there are deals to be had. That's the part of that I think a lot of people are sure don't exist. In it. There are deals. Now, True, the Taurus Spectrum is probably one of the cheapest uh, uh, firearms, well, automatic retail. firearms available. Retail? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I think retail on it's 199 bucks right now. Um, yeah, and that's about as cheap as you're going to get for a uh, anything other than maybe a small 22. You know, you can get a 22 revolver for that. Yeah. For less than that. But that's, um, about, it. that's about it. Now at the show, the Taurus Spectrum was three twenty-five, and Not they were surprised. they were getting it too. Oh and yeah, I'm, I'm like you could just go to the big box and get a brand new one as well for like one hundred and twenty-five bucks less. But okay, you know, I, uh, I, our our big boxes at this point in time bare. With that said. I actually did go in there about two weeks ago just to kind of do my normal, I mean, walk around and see what the state of things is. And they actually had a shelf. Now, it didn't last 20 minutes, but they had a shelf of Herder's 9mm for 10 bucks. <gasps> no. Yes. And it was kind of like, I, I mean, I, I didn't even know what to, to, to do with myself. Of course, I grabbed four boxes, but uh, it was just kind of like... Um, <laughs> It, it was just kind of like so surprising. It was like, holy shit, that that's that's nine millimeter, and it's and it's only ten bucks a box. And there's, the it's sort of like when you were in in school and you were playing, you know, like capture the flag, and there was the flag, and no one was standing by it. It's like, well, this isn't gonna, this isn't happening. Yeah, somebody's gonna come and tackle my ass here in just a second. Uh, yeah, I. I Sometimes you you have that stuff. I know I haven't seen nine millimeter down here in a while until you go to a gun show, right? Uh, uh, same. Not in, not the fact that we actually have a worthwhile gun show at the moment, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Texas is a little bit more open than than a lot of the stuff on the East Coast. Uh, but there's I I went in the other day because I've been shooting a lot of clays and people because the weather's so nice here in Texas right now and you have to enjoy that while it is not a hundred degrees out. Uh, I've shot pretty much one, maybe two days a weekend, every weekend for the last month, which, um, has been great, but I've been blowing through shells, uh, yeah. just left, right, and backwards. And I, so I went to, uh, one of the big box stores cause I, I'm very particular now on the clay, uh, rounds I get. Uh, because of the automatics I have, I have a uh, Browning Silver Hunter and a Weatherby SA08 Deluxe. That are and, my... and, and, and if I understand correctly, an automatic can be pretty choosy as far as ammo is concerned. They can be. Um, yeah. There's there's two main things that I have noticed while shooting the rounds that I am shooting. Now, heavy rounds I, I don't have much experience with, but light rounds I'm very familiar with. And if you get some automatics, and, and I have about five of them now, and four of them are choosy. Um, the 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 Weatherby just doesn't care. You can put anything in it; it'll chew it up. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. Uh, but the others, <laughs> just call on a Weatherby. Yeah, exactly. It just it doesn't care. So like, yeah, whatever. As long as it's twelve, you just throw it in the slot, you know. But uh, the others, they, they they're pretty picky. Um, the eleven forty eight. Does not like anything under 1,200 feet per second. It does not push the bolt back far enough to eject it. 
uh, and it just winds up getting stuck, um, or or you wind up half ejecting, or it stovepipes itself, or whatever it is. Uh, it it's not a fan. Uh, the Browning doesn't like ribbed shells. It likes smooth bore or smooth hulled shells. I think I remember you telling us that. Yeah. So what I have done is I have settled on a style and or uh, uh, feet per second that works in all the automatics, right? Because that's what I like to shoot to shoot clays. Because, uh, you know, the 870, you can put anything through it. Uh, the Weatherby, you can put anything through it. But all the others are a little choosy. But this particular style in feet per second will work in all of them. Either the Browning uh, Sporting Clays uh, 7.5s, which are 1,300 feet per second. Okay. And smooth hauled will work on all the guns. Or Winchester AA uh, uh, 7.5, 1,300 feet per second will work in all of them. So either Browning or the Winchester AA's at 7.5. Uh, which is the the size of the birdshot? Yep, thirteen hundred feet per second. Uh, of course, the velocity will, uh, and these are two and three quarter, uh, three and one quarter dram shells. Uh, they are <laughs> they are universally accepted uh, in every gun I own, every twelve gauge shotgun I own, and work flawlessly. The gun performs flawlessly with that ammunition. So the only problem with that. <laughs> is I have to get, like, Walmart doesn't carry Browning. and No, they do carry the double A's. They do carry the double A's, but those always go first. So, And by the time I'm going to the store to get some, they're gone. Um, you could, uh, with everything except for the Browning and, and one of the others, I could use estate, uh, the estate rounds, but those are ribbed shells, so obviously the Browning Silver Hunter's out. So uh, there, it, it becomes kind of this balancing act, like I have to buy shells that fit all the guns, and the only two universals only come in stuff that I have to go to a big box for. Uh, so I'm either at Cabela's or Shields or, or something, you know, like a, a Academy or whatever, uh, to go find shells for these things. And they're not the cheapest, to be honest. Um, like where you could go to Walmart and buy a hundred, a brick of a hundred um, for yeah. 20 bucks. That's not going to work in Browning or Double A's. Uh, they're more expensive than that. So I I just got pissed off. So I bought two cases of Winchester Double A's uh, last week. And, uh, you know, I, it was like one of the first times I go to Cabela's and get the cart. You know, it's like, <laughs> all right, we're serious now. This is, this is going to have to happen. And uh, I, I roll up to the front, and of course, Cabela's, there's this wonderful sign, you know, all over the ammunition, I'm sure you've seen it too, limit five boxes, right? Yeah. And I pull up with two cases of seven and a half Winchester double A's, and the lady's like, uh, I don't think that's, uh, she's like raising her hand for a supervisor, and the supervisor comes over, like, and he goes, like, that's two boxes. Yeah, and I'm like, it's two boxes. You know, and, and the supervisor comes over and he looks at my cart and looks at her. And he's like, what's the problem? She's like, that's 20 boxes of ammunition. She's like, He's like, no, it's not. He goes, pop the barcode on it. It's one barcode per box. That means he just bought two boxes of ammunition. Sir, have a nice day. Yeah, it's kind of like, why do you have it on the shelf as a case if you're not going to sell it as a case? Damn it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you have it as a case. I'm buying it as a case. That counts as one, you know. Uh, so I bought 500 rounds of 12 gauge, uh, seven and a half. If you if you really wanted to have fun, where did you go? And I'm gonna go back and get three more. Yeah, you're lucky I don't turn this cart right around and go back up and pick up three of them. Um, but uh, yeah, I I was like, well, I'm you know, because most of the time when I go shooting with people, uh, we're using my guns, my shells, uh, my the the landowner's thrower, and uh, everybody brings clays, which is the absolute cheapest thing they, you know, because a box of ninety clays is like six bucks at Walmart, yeah. right? Everybody brings that and spends twenty bucks on shells, you know, or shoots twenty dollars on my shells. Uh, hey, so isn't that nice of them? It is, it is. But you know what? I I strive so hard to get people 
into guns and stop being afraid of them, you know, and, and realizing that there's other stuff that you can do other than going to a range, which I realize is very, can be very intimidating. Uh, hunting is well, I mean, but, wildly but just, intimidating. But we've discussed this before. Some some ranges are not necessarily kind to people who are new. No, they are not. There's some are, but oh no 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 there there some are, and then there are some that just quite frankly, uh, rather than trying to help you or instruct you, treat you like an idiot. In yeah, which case, yeah, that's, that's pretty not prevalent. Gonna put, that's not going to put a good taste in your mouth. I mean, most normal human beings, myself included, and I don't, you know, once, as we've said before, if you're looking for expertise, you've come to the wrong place. Yes, Um, very much so. I do not consider myself an expert, and if a range master has something to show me or tell me that's going to either make me better and or safer, I want to hear it. But you go to some of these places, and rather than coming up somebody coming up to you and going, let me show you something different – they come up and just start yelling and screaming and pointing and, you know, berating. And it's kind of like, well, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a, uh, there's a range. I wish I could remember the name of it. Cause I, I would tell you, uh, for the three of you who listen to this cast and none of you are in Dallas, but, um, there's a range close to, to where I, well, I say close. It's in the area. Oh, oh, wait a minute. We're up to three. Yeah. <laughs> three, <laughs> three <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Uh, and thank you, all of you three, both of you who and and Bona, who are listening to this cast. <laughs> uh, it's much appreciated. Uh, but uh, I uh, there's there's a range close to where I am that is run completely by women and is designed for women to learn to shoot uh, without you know with like full instruction. You know, like yeah. okay. Here, let us take you through this. We understand, you know, and and you can do it with or without, you know, your your partner or significant other or, or somebody else coming with you. But they have full time uh, shooting instructors who were not just a range master walking back and forth and parading you, but somebody like you can sign up for somebody to just walk you through everything and stay with you while you shoot and learn to shoot uh, the whole time. And and they're all it's all run by women and. It's extremely popular, you know. It should for, be, and <clears throat> it's not expensive. But I'm like, well, what a great idea, you know, like low stress and low, low risk for them, you know, and and they can feel right about what they're doing. That's perfect. Um, it, and it really is a fine line as as well, because as much as I was saying, as much I don't appreciate being berated and treated like an idiot. There actually are times in which that's what you kind of need to do because someone really is being an idiot and does need to be berated before they kill somebody. Right. And and for the most part, I think most people aren't like that. There are some people. Oh, no, and that's what I meant by it's a fine line. It's, it's finding somebody who can walk that line between, hey, let me show you something different, between uh, put that down, put that the fuck down before you kill somebody. Yeah. And, you know, you need a lot of that sometimes. But uh, with a lot of these people right now, especially with, um, well, riots and uh, uh, civil unrest, shall we call it? uh, Interesting times. Yes. There are a lot of people who didn't used to have firearms, who used to be wildly against them, who own them now. And uh, I'm, I'm super glad that there's places they can go to actually learn how to defend themselves and how to operate and care for there's an entire class at this range for caring for your firearms and they they break it down they ha- they have cleaning materials and everything like that so you go and shoot and then you take this like little hour long class on how to clean and maintain your firearm i'm like that is genius yeah absolutely uh that is absolutely critical you know so that when you come to rely on that and let's say you have to pull it and you have to use it you have a fair amount of confidence that a you can operate the firearm and b that it is clean enough to defend you. Uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic thing, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but the the thing about it is to to get back to uh, shooting with with people. Um, <laughs> I bring them out to the ranch because I I both I love to do it and I think it's important for people to have fun. 
you know, and and realize that these things don't have to be just mindless killing machines. They can be used to have a lot of fun. And to me, there's a lot of fun in just going out there and blowing up clays. And it everybody comes very apprehensive the first time, uh, especially if it's their first time out there. Maybe they've never done a shot. And there's really not a whole lot that's more intimidating than showing up to a ranch full of trees and wild animals and stuff like that and a bunch of redneck-looking idiots out there with long guns and you've never <laughs> held one in your entire life and you're like I should go you know I should I should not be here uh, and you pull up and I try and go out of my way to make it friendly it's like okay look you ever shot one of these before no okay this is going to be a lot of fun for you you know and most of the time and you give them the lightest gun you have with the lightest load you can and Work them into it. It's like, okay, look, you know, especially right now because they're all wearing a jacket, right? Because if you wear a jacket and you're shooting a 12-gauge with birdshot, it ain't going to hurt you, you know? And, and you've already proved that you're a nicer human being than I am because I'm the one who has to stop myself from giving them the the, the big one and looking at everybody else going, watch this. Um, it's going to be great. Get your phones. <laughs> I, I don't do that, but I, I do have to stop myself from doing that. <laughs> But it's it is it's fun you know it's fun to see people look not get, like get over the fear I mean yeah you have to respect them yeah there's some stuff you have to remember but generally speaking and, and there's etiquette involved like look you know there's uh, where we go is there's a live ranch you know that means there's cattle uh, cattle love the smell apparently of shotgun shells love them they hmm. smell great to them and they eat them and they can't digest them and if they eat enough of them. They can't digest them. They can't pass them. It'll kill them. So pick up your damn shells, throw them in the bucket. You know, we always have a bucket there and everything like that. Don't be irresponsible, and you're good. You know, uh, when somebody's up at the firing line or, or up shooting, don't get in front of them. <laughs> don't get near them. Let them shoot and, and stay back here. So we, And you have these zones, and it's it's very easy to maintain. As long as you yeah. get a flow and get get stuff going, and you can actually watch people relax, and that's the fun. The for me, that's the fun part of it. You can watch people relax as they go to do this thing that sometimes they've never done before, and they realize that these things aren't evil, and it's actually pretty fun, you know, to see a clay explode and go, "Yeah, I blew that up." Uh, let me try that gun. Can I try that gun? Yeah, you sure can. You know, I always bring four or five. You know, because there's people of different sizes there's people of different yeah. shapes there's you know uh, and and it is funny all, although they're all firing the same ammunition they all have reasonably the same choke and kind of the same barrel length and all that kind of stuff you really are sometimes better with one gun than you are than an, with another for whatever reason yeah. feel length of pull you know just just because you are you know maybe it's the sights on it maybe it's the way you swing it. who knows but You'll find people, what is that? I like that one a lot, you know. And to, to me, it's the same, you know. But to them, they hit 20 times with this one and once with the other one. Well, I'm going to use that one. Well, of course you are, you know. Um, well, it, it, it's also nice that you managed to turn this into a social thing as well. For me, shooting is, tends to be a bit on the solitary side. Um, you know, I tend to go by myself more than I have the opportunities to go with family and friends. Um, it, it's a different experience, for lack of a better term. Um, and it's really nice to see the idea of, as you said, making people not afraid of it, making you know it fun versus being out there by myself going, I hit it, cool. <laughs> Let's see if I can do that again. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I do. And to me, shooting is a social experience and should be, you know, uh, it also helps if I'm not the only one out there. I mean, cause I could rig it so that I could step on the clay and, you know, shoot it myself and I could, I could do it by myself, but it's much more fun when you got your friends making fun of you and you're out there having a good time and, and everybody's talking about guns and how they did and what they're going to do next time. And, Man, I, I I want one like that, or or man, that gun sucks for me. I can't do anything with it. I I love that that talk because it it means they've they've lost some of that because there's nothing magic about them. You know, I no. know with movies and stuff, they, they certain weapons sort of take on some kind of mystique, 
and shotguns are like, you know, this is devastating. It is a devastating weapon. It absolutely is. But I guarantee you the spread isn't as big as you think it is, and it's not as powerful as the movies make it out to be, you know. Um, and and when you, but the the couple of things make it worth it. One, the social. Uh, two, the the look on people's faces when they finally hit one and they make a clay pop. Uh, it, it's just great because they turn around like, did y'all see that shit? I did that, you know. Uh, it's great. It is is probably one of my favorite things. So. Uh, I make sure to buy and and keep stocked enough that I can take two, three, four, you know, last time it was six uh, people out and and do all that, Uh, which is not the cheapest thing in the world. Um, Thankfully, Birdshot is reasonably inexpensive right now. Um, there's, it's not, not quite as in demand as the others. Not even close. Uh, I paid, Oh, I think $25 a box for a box of 15, $25, a box of 15 for double up for nine pellet, double up buck, 12 gauge. And I bought several boxes of that. Yep. Um, it is not now I found it, you know, it was at a gun show. I found it. it there was plenty there, but it's not cheap right now because that's nope. what everybody wants. They don't want slugs. They want nine pellet, double up buck, which is uh, good. You know, it's a fair choice. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, maybe wouldn't be my first choice for home defense, but it is Shannon's first choice for what she does for a living. Uh, and she, uh, is required to stock her own shotgun. So, okay. uh, yeah, I was like, okay, well, if that's what we're doing. Sure. Uh, cause the company's like, we're not paying those prices for ammunition. It used to be. You know, three dollars for a box of five. You know, and now it's it's twenty dollars for a box of five. And I'm like, oh, I can get it cheaper than that. <laughs> so I bought a hundred rounds, and I'm selling you know the rest of it that she's not going to use to her coworkers. Uh, so, oh know, darn! Tell me, I won't make money on this. Uh, so, <laughs> but I mean, right now you can do that, and you're right. It's you're absolutely right. It's a seller's market right now. You can't. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's about supply and demand, uh, and and I think both sides of that particular fence, and I don't know how it is in your area, but here you can find all the guns you want. Like any any gun is available right now, except for maybe Glock. But uh, no, actually, actually, Glocks are available, and it's they're becoming more of your popular guns. Your Glocks, your Smith and Wessons, um, Ruger, etc., Sig are starting to become more available again. Um, you're not going to find the numbers of them when you, you know, it's going to be kind of like, uh, do, do you have another one of those? Nope. I've got that one. If you want to buy it, it's yours. Um, it, it, and you might get another one in next week, but if you're a lot of the manufacturers still just haven't caught up with speed. Like for example, I have been dying for, you know, to find a, um, either a Marlin or a um, Henry 357 still. Oh, good luck. Yeah. And and, and you're not going to find one. Even then, and even then they're starting to sit there going, oh, we're going to start shipping again in September. It's October, and I can't find one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I You know, I can find another 44 Magnum, but I've got that, and I've already had to put the gel pad on the butt to make it so it doesn't knock my shoulder out. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it worked, uh, but and it's fun too. But at the same time, I'd still like to have a three fifty seven, but I can't find it. You can't find a thirty thirty around here. I'm sure you can probably find one down there. Oh, they're off of every like. In fact, you can find thirty thirty ammo at Cabela's, and it's not expensive. Uh, you can uh, find thirty thirty rifles. You can find thirty thirty ammunition. Thirty thirties are all over. Yeah, but I've been trying to find a you know like a, a Marlin Big Loot thirty thirty or something like that that I can order, and nope. Yeah, you can find used ones. They're not big loops normally. They're normally the standard. Uh, yeah. But, you yeah. know, just the standard Marlin 3030 with the, the standard lever. But they're all over. Um, they're expensive. Uh, it, it, yeah. I mean, it, it, you and, can't and touch even, one for under 600 bucks down here. And, and even then, I'm being the fact that I have my T-Rex arms, I've kind of been looking for the youth model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And something that we need to talk about too is is who know I mean like the way Remington has been carved up at least the last time I heard um you know you're going to be able to get Marlin but it's not going to be the Marlin that you thought it was, you know. Because uh, well, I think one company got Marlin, one company got like Remington Arms. One people, one somebody got like Remington Ammunition. Yeah. Uh, just it, it got it, it got bought up piecemeal. Yeah, that's to me that's kind of terrible. But at the same time, it it depends on what it is that you wanted from them and who gets it and how they manufacture it. Yeah, and you got kind of a better shot of somebody because because when you get like a big conglomerate that just buys all of it. Um, you know they're only going to buy it for for one piece of it, and they're going to let the rest of it go, right? Yeah. Uh, this the interested parties that wanted them got the pieces that they wanted, so that may be good. I I don't know. Uh, like uh, well, I mean, it's really going to come down to who has it, who manufactures it, and and here comes the best part: how they market it. Um, Remington's had issues ever since they had the uh, the the uh, negligent discharges with the Remington 700s. Yeah. Um, and and that's something that's never been 100% corrected. Uh, so, you, you know, yes, a Remington 870 shotgun is one of the best you can buy, but their pistols have been terrible. Just really unflattering for all the way around. Uh, yeah. So, and, so they've had so many misses as far as, you know, rollouts of product lately that... It's not surprising they're going away. It wouldn't surprise me if, if Remington pistols just went away. You know, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, there's There wasn't really a market for them. They didn't, they didn't excel in any particular category. You know, it wasn't, you know, and they didn't, they didn't concentrate in any place that they could make any, any headway. You know, like Taurus figured that out early. We're going to make the best wheel gun we possibly can. Yeah. And we're going to build off of that. And they sure as hell did. At this point in time, and I know this is not a popular opinion, I would put Taurus wheel guns up against anybody else's wheel gun and feel very confident that it is every bit the same quality and precision and uh, feature load that anybody else has. Anybody. I, I, I actually can't argue that statement. Now, they're automatics? Eh, probably not. But no, no, that's no, not no, what no. they started with. Yeah. You know? Um, they but they found their niche and they're doing better on the automatics. They're focusing well, on it and all that well, stuff. But but not but not only that, they took what was wrong and what didn't work for them, and they went out of their way to improve and fix it and, and yeah and improve it, it, it and, and make it better and better. Between uh, the issues that they had with rifles and uh, especially their pistols, it's not surprising with that you know and not and then the other part about it is is. And many times they recalled their items, still not having them completely fixed. Yeah, it was like Rem in Remington didn't do great. Now Marlin never had that problem. No, but but Marlin was such a specific. It was hunting rifles. That's all they did. And well, the, the, all they did was, for all intents and purposes, lever actions and then twenty twos. Yeah. Now that's a great niche market. It really is because there's always going to be a need for those those. Those hunting rifles and and for a deer rifle or something like that. I like I own a, a, a Marlin uh, lever 40. action. Yeah, forty four yeah. mag. It's great. My dad has the thirty thirty. They're wonderful guns. the The only trouble with that is he they last forever. You don't yeah. really need another one. And there's but they don't change anything either. They haven't changed ever. Really, there's 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 um, there's nothing really to change on them. No, they are what they are, and that's I mean, great. But I mean, the only thing that's really even changed in any of them is Henry finally went, okay, I guess we better put a side gate loader on these things. Yeah, fine. <laughs> you guys want to move us into the 20th century? That's fine, I suppose. Uh, but but that's it. You know, um, everything else has evolved quite a bit. You know, pistols, obviously. Uh, even shotguns, you know, shotguns are evolving. Pistols are evolving. Rifles have been. Lever action rifles are very similar to the way they were when lever action rifles first came out. 
Uh, oh, and, and even SIG has kind of stepped up and did something that people have been asking them to do for, quite frankly, years, ever since the 320s came out, which is they find they finally made a grip module. Now, right now, it's an exclusive buying the whole gun, uh, but they made a grip module that's similar, more similar to their metal firearms uh, versus a polymer grip module for it. So you can have an all-metal striker-fired firearm for them. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. see... That, I mean, and, and and once they actually start individualizing those versus just selling it as the as part of their um uh, uh shit they, they they've got the thing that like Smith and Wesson has their performance center they have their modification center so I cannot remember what they call it right now <laughs> but and the moment it stops being one of those exclusives for a particular firearm and they actually start selling the grip module which they have already said they will at some point um that's going to go real fast. I mean, I, I know I'll probably buy one of those grip modules there. Yeah. I, there's and see innovation and they're listening and they're adjusting and all. Remington didn't do that except no. in the 870. Now the 870 had every module, every modification, every configuration under the sun. Right. And it maintained that, that kind of legendary status. The only problem with the 870 was they didn't adjust fast enough, far enough, and Mossberg outsold them because it was cheaper. Yes. And they just lost it. They lost control of the market. The 870 is still, in my opinion, the best uh, pump-action or slide-action shotgun available, period. It just is. But even then, we go back to Mossberg, listen to the, the customer population and gave them what they wanted. They listened to the military and gave them what they wanted. Um, they, they, I mean, hell, we even talked about it in a cast where they listened to their competitive team and went, oh, that's what you're doing to modify your guns? We'll just make one for you like that. And it's really tough. Like, I, Even though I prefer the 870, it's really tough to argue with their methodology. You know, like, okay, you want one of those? Well, we can't figure out why, but here you go. Um, yeah. It works, and they put it at a price point where everyone could afford it. It is really <laughs> well, difficult. Right now, but... Well, yeah, now now it's a little bit. We saw, I can't remember what, I think it was a Mossberg 590, the one with the shroud on the top. Yeah. Uh, you know. They, they, um, shit, I don't know why I can't think today. Was it the one with the wood stocks or not? Yes. Okay, that's the retro uh, yeah. version of it. Yeah. yeah, the 18 and 18 and a half inch barrel or whatever it was, the, the big holy shroud on top. Uh, and, and the worst part about it is is that that's what I bought the lever action that you now have versus in, instead of. Yeah, and that thing's going for 7 800 bucks now. Yeah, and 3 months ago when I bought the lever action it was going for 4. Yeah. Uh and it was you know, proudly it, displayed for 700 bucks. Exactly. And um God, God forbid you're looking for a shockwave. Oh, you can't find them. I saw none. Literally and, no and when, shockwaves. And when you can find them, once again, something that was a $350, you know, mini little shotgun is now going for six, seven hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. No, that is that is the one thing I, I saw none of. There were no Mossberg shockwaves available at the Dallas Gun Show. None. Yep. Uh, which, and I, we're, there's some certain things you're, you grow to used to be seeing, right? Um, you go to a gun show down here, and there's always, always like a couple of things, right? Uh, available new, uh, 38 revolvers, which you cannot find down here. Uh, they're largely taken up by uh, smaller framed female shooters. They, yep. uh, they, women feel very comfortable with a, revol- a 38 revolver. Uh, women of all sizes and shapes uh, and and experience levels. Apparently, that is, for whatever reason, the perfect gun for them. They they seem to like them a great deal. And well, I'll... well, if you if you've got somebody who isn't once again a very prolific shooter, somebody who's not as uh, you know, if you try to show somebody how to load, clean, take care of, um, operate an automatic. Versus to operating a revolver, especially yeah. a little thirty-eight revolver. It's you know one of them takes you about twenty minutes, the other one takes you two. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> true. 
Uh, you know, put I these mean, in here, pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah, and keep pulling it until it's done, you know. And when it goes click, click, start over and do it again. Yeah. Uh, there's, there, it just seems to be, and, and we couldn't find hardly any. I mean, there wasn't a Ruger, not a Taurus, not... And there were some Taurus revolvers, and there there was a lot of twenty twos, but a thirty eight revolver were very difficult to come by at the gun show down in Texas. Yep, uh, they were they're very popular. Everyone is charging an arm and a leg for them, and people are paying it. They're getting it. it we've also had issues finding three fifty seven revolvers. That you know, if you're looking for something of that size, bigger, it, what you're getting is now the forty four magnums instead. Yeah, there's a lot of forty four like all the guns we couldn't get rid of. We had a we had a couple big ones uh we had uh, 44 mag uh you know a big smith 44 uh we had you know like the big caliber heavy barrel stuff you know the big bull barrels and and all that kind of stuff you can find those now and people are snapping them up you couldn't get yep. rid of them before yeah uh now everybody wants them and those 38 specials and the you know those 38 revolvers that i i used to love to buy and sell those i used to love to play with them it was one of my favorite revolver stuff and i love a 38 special it's just a great round. It's a well, good gun. My my Ruger three fifty seven is actually just loaded with thirty eight special. Yeah, you know if you get like one of those three fifty seven thirty eight you know uh, jobs, you, a big nice heavy three fifty seven firing thirty eight is like the most accurate thing for me. I I, I can hold a pretty ass uh, pretty tight pattern with it. It's nice. It's just yeah, a beautifully yeah. handling gun. Uh, good luck finding that. Uh, there's, there's of any, of any like Ruger, Smith, uh, Taurus, any of them, you're not going to find them. No, you're just not going to find them. They're gone. Uh, and if you do find them, they're going to be at a very large premium. Uh, they're they're cause they can get it. Cause if you don't buy it, the next guy will. Oh yeah. And it's, it's, it, you know, it, if you go to somebody and, uh, for a firearm right now and tell them it's too expensive, they're not going to go, Oh darn, let me lower that price for you. They're going to go next oh yeah because why wouldn't you you know you know you're gonna get it it'll just be next week or tomorrow or three hours from now whatever it is they're gonna sell it yeah and that's that's kind of the issue you know um the the judges all gone you know and i want and i want one of those the one with the little snubby barrel too not one like one of the ones because <laughs> we've seen they've had the couple with the long barrels come in i want the little snubby one you know, there was a snubby one. It was like a, a stainless-looking one. I know it wasn't stainless. It was like that painted thing, you know, the, yeah. the bonded, uh, which is which is nice. Uh, they had one of those uh, here. It was the 410. It was the good one. Uh, the 410, five-round, snubby nose type of thing. It was still a big, big damn pistol. Uh, they had it there. Take a, and you're probably going to get this. How much was it? Well, I mean, let's put it this way. Normal retail on them in the past has been somewhere right around 400 bucks. So I'm guessing they're going to be getting to at least somewhere around 6. 7.25. I wish I could say that surprised me. Yeah. And they were and anyway, I picked it up and he goes, "All right, you know, and he told her, started telling me about it, you know, giving me the standard pitch and everything." And I said, "Oh, wow." And I turned the tag around and I went and I showed it to him and I'm like, "Is this mislabeled?" He goes, "No, it is not." <laughs> but again, he can get it. Yeah, and I'm like, are you sure? Because like this is like the MSR, uh, you know, MSRP on this is. Like, he's like, doesn't matter what that is, that will sell today. Oh yeah. I'm like, okay. I went back around the end of the because uh, he was right by the entrance, and I went back and some bitch was gone. Uh, he did sell it. I mean, I was, uh, just in the span uh, of the hour, I was there. Uh, and, and if you and if you find one next time you go to the show, if you happen to come across one that's that's at a decent price, I'll pay you back for it. Yeah. <laughs> what you're saying, seven twenty five wasn't a decent price. No, <laughs> I'm talking about the fact if you find the used one that somebody wants like three for. Yeah. Just because just because they don't know what kind of gold they have. If you run across that one, I'll pay you back. You'll get the second one I come across. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> bastard. <laughs> But I mean, right now, uh, any any revolver, except for a twenty two, you can find a twenty two revolver. But uh, but even that, like my my heritage, I was gonna buy a, a heritage to for my daughter, uh, so that when she, my youngest daughter, so that when she got old enough to actually have one, you know, and, yeah. and uh, you know, be hers and and how many of her years that is, I had it. Um, 
Now, to put this in perspective, in the mid-90s when I bought mine, it was $89 out the store. I still yeah, have I, the receipt. I, and and we've got a couple of we've had a couple of them in the the in the case uh, recently that have been somewhere around 125 to 150. Right. Uh, right now, you in, in Texas, uh, you can't touch one of those for under 200 bucks. Can't touch one. Like none well, of them, even the well, used ones. Well, next time I see whether or not we've got one in the store, I'll tell you what the price is if you want. We'll we'll work it out. It's just ridiculous, you know. Even the one that's the ridiculous one, it's got like the the handle with the the pinup girl and the nose art on it. That's normally like cheaper than the rest of them because they had to take it to get all the rest of the heritages and and uh, you know it's like that big albatross that they can't ever get rid of. Even that one that's normally like fifty bucks cheaper than the other ones was still yeah. one ninety nine. And I'm like, son of a, damn it! Uh, it's it just uh, it was very strange to me. Uh, what was actually going and and what was not like rifles right now have not changed price <laughs> like it's it's the like business as usual they have not gone up um especially well, what, if it's not an ar exactly and i was going to say it depends on what kind of rifle you're talking about. yeah i mean i i guess that i should say i should qualify that like Lever action and and non AR platform type of rifles have not risen at all. The Mausers, the Marlins, the you know the typical deer hunting long guns haven't really moved. Uh, and, and, and I can find you a good deal off a couple of places on the internet if you wanted a Mosin Nagat. Oh my god! <laughs> what uh, what's that going around the net as the garbage rod? You know exactly. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just, it, which make which kind of makes me want one, you know, just to have, you know, sort of like we, and we've talked like this because we're kind of similar in this in, in many areas. I like to have the thing that nobody else wants and then, then make it nicer than everybody else's yeah. so that people go, why would you, why, why yeah, did when, you do that? Now, obviously, 2020 has been completely screwed, but when they finally do get around to um, offering up the YC-9, the, 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 the Yeet Cannon, not the Yeet Cannon Model Zero, but the actual honest-to-God Yeet Cannon, oh, I will have one of those. Oh, yes, both you and I will have one of those. Yes. Um, you can and, also and, not find and, that, by the way. Oh, no. Well, not, I mean, even the, it, not even the original ones anymore. You oh, can't no, find it, them. No, because everybody bought up the $125 gun. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. Right? They're just gone. The uh, the little Ruger LCP and LCP2, gone. Yep. I mean, just gone. You're not going to yep. get one. Uh, the Bursa Thunder 380, you could probably find at any gun show I've ever been to, you could probably find 20 of them at a show. Gone. I saw one. Yeah. One. And it was wildly overpriced. Uh-huh. Uh, um, uh, just, it's, it's very, any small pistol. Any popular pistol, they're just gone, or marked up beyond what I would consider reasonable. Um, and it's I know it's just demand right now, and I know they're doing it because they can. Uh, and I and at a certain point, I kind of respect that because it's like, and I know this is bad. All right, I, I'll just pre-qualify it with I know. Okay, you don't have to tell me. I know this is bad, but um, to me, it's just sort of like yeah. Yeah, see, that's what you get for not, for not, you know, for being late to the game and being anti-gun and being, you know, these people who who thought, you know, oh, I'll never have to defend myself and guns are evil and all that kind of stuff. All those late gamers who are just coming, you're getting what you deserve. You know, pay twice well, the price. Well, I the 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 owner wouldn't let me hang it up, but I basically printed out a sign for him that said. Uh, you have waited too long to be picky about caliber or price. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> uh, it's it's like, you know what? Suck it up. You know, we've, we've been telling you for years uh, that, that this is, you know, something that you can get into and something you can, you know, like smart people want to do this stuff. But, but now, you know, and, and it was all, and you could tell. I mean, you could just tell. You could walk around the show. And one of my favorite things to do is walk around the show and just listen to the conversations that are going on at the tables. And and I swear this happened. This is great. Because I turned to Buona and I'm like, did you hear that crap? 
You know, like, I cannot believe. Like, what had to occur for those two sentences to happen? There's a, <laughs> a man and a woman uh, looking at guns at a table, right? You see it all over. Happens all the time. Totally get it. So the woman turns to the guy, just and she was nice, probably, you know, on the younger side. You know, really cute, little ponytail and all that kind of thing. Turns to her husband and goes, baby, what kind of gun do I have again? And he turned to her and with a deadpan straight face answered her and said, you have a pistol. Oh, yeah, I have a pistol. <laughs> and the guy at the table, like work at the table, just looked at her and it was like, and you could just tell he's like, I'm not selling you anything. <laughs> this, this is scary. <laughs> you know? I, have, have you seen the ones that for the life of him cannot figure out how to operate a slide lock? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. As I'm sitting there going, no, no, no. It's down, down. not in. Yeah. Down, no, not in. Yeah, You're it's not, not a it button. In. It's yeah. a lock. You got to, you got to, yeah. And and then the worst part about it is, is the one that just kind of threw me is, is I, he, he's like, I'm pushing down. I'm pushing down. And suddenly I looked at him is because he was pointing at the floor. He was pushing down to the floor. It's like, no, 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 no. In down relation to the to gun. The gun. Yeah. Not, not gravity. I, you know, and, and I, I get it, you know, like guns are very confusing and there's, it's sort of like getting to know cars, right? You will never stop learning if you want to be a car expert. Okay. It's, I, I, I I know how to drive and how to change a tire and the oil and that's about it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and, and you can fall anywhere on that spectrum, right? From, from total novice to car expert. There's a huge spectrum, and you can fall anywhere on that. But to learn all there is to learn, it's a lifetime of learning, right? It's sort of the same way with, with firearms. There's a lifetime of learning. And it depends. You can be an expert in one area and completely clueless in the other. I'm pretty good with shotguns. I know how to take them apart. I know how to work on them. I know how to shoot them. I know how to do all kinds of stuff with shotguns. I'm pretty miserable with pistols i'm uh, we'll call it adequate and i'm the and i'm the other way around yeah and <laughs> I, I mean hell i sold you a shotgun in which your response was how do you take this apart and my answer was shit i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh, which i still hold to this day it is the hardest shotgun i have ever had to take down and put back together i am going to modify that thing so it is easier to take apart um, it is, it is, I'm like, I'm going to back drill this. I'm going to put a spring and a ball bearing in it. And I'm going to put a plug in the other end. And as soon as you take that off, it's going to completely disassemble itself. It's going to be great. I, and I showed it to Bond and he's like, Jesus, this is, this is a horrible design to get this lever out. I'm like, yes, exactly. I said, he's like, are you going to modify this? I'm like, Oh yeah, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drill this. I'm going to put the spring in here. We're going to do a double spring, you know, or a double length spring. We're going to put a plug right there. and It's going to work fine. We're just going to be able to hold, eject the whole thing out. Now, but uh, you know, are you enjoying shooting it at least though? Oh yeah. It's a fun, it's fun to shoot. You know, it's yeah. fun to rack, you know, uh, you know, jack a, a round in using a lever and then just have the boom come out the other end. When you take it to the range, people look at you like, the hell is that? You know, because uh, you know, it looks kind of, if you look quick, it looks like a rifle, like a short barreled rifle. Yeah. Uh, and and then they hear the boom come out of it and everybody looks over like, that's not right. You know, <laughs> that's uh-huh. not the right noise at all. You know. <laughs> Uh, I have yet to bring it to a range where somebody hasn't come over and said, can I shoot that? You know, I'll go buy a box of shells for you, but can I, I'd love to shoot that. Uh, it, it's, it happens. It happens. Um, but it, you, you can fall anywhere on that spectrum. You know, you can get good at, at one thing and you won't, it doesn't necessarily know you mean anything. You know anything about another part or another style of shoot. Like, I don't know anything about hunting. All right. Oh, I, I I have, technically, I have what could be considered a close-range deer rifle. I can use a shotgun with a slug in it, with a quote-unquote deer slug in it, and go hunting for deer. I have no idea how that works. I have no idea how to stalk or wait for a deer or what to do or where to put a feeder or how that works or how to get, what even when deer season, actually, I do know when deer season ends because that's when they make me move my shooting area because they don't want me messing up their, their hunt. Um, where I normally <laughs> shoot, so I know when deer season is. But actually, the worst part about it is I saw a meme not too long ago in which somebody had spelled out "it's a trap" in deer corn 
on the ground. In front nice. Of <laughs> in front of their blinders, it's tied or whatever you call it. Oh, so, see, I, I have no like I have no interest in that. It's not that I I look down on it. It's just it seems like a lot of work. I don't know the rules. I don't want to skin a deer. I like I'll eat deer meat. I, I it's not the the killing and hunt, it's just the the whole production of it. I don't want to do. I want to shoot a bunch. It's quantity, you know, not the thrill of the hunt. You know, I want the thrill mm-hmm. of the explosion of a clay. Like ah, I did that right. You know, um. So I don't know anything about that. I don't know the first thing about ARs. You know, our, my my very dear friend uh, B, for those of you who don't listen to the other shows, I don't know where you would have come from if you don't. But if you don't listen to other shows, we have a, a very dear friend of ours, uh, both Jake and I, named Beef, and he's got an AR. And it was the first AR I'd ever held. He uh, he had gone to a show and, and purchased it and everything, and he was very proud, and um, as he <laughs> should be. And I had never held one before, and I held one, and I was like, this feels like the toy gun I rifle, you know, combat rifle I had when I was a kid. You pull the trigger, and it go, yeah, you know. Um, it feels like that light, I mean, because they are light and very, you know, uh, very space-agey, and uh, I I'd never even held one before. I didn't know the first thing about it. Well, well, I mean, you know? it, if you look at the two main military rifles out there these days... The AK-47 was designed to be able to be carried through the muck and the mud by somebody who didn't really know how to operate it. And so that when it came time that you pulled the trigger, it would work. It wasn't meant to be precision. It wasn't meant to be pretty. It was just meant to work. The whole concept of the of the M-16, AR-14, whatever you want to call it, uh, M-4, was to be light, accurate, easy to carry a lot of ammo for, uh, and that's what they got out of it. Unfortunately, every if you let it get a little bit mucked up, it's not going to be quite as reliable for you, but it still does the trick. Yeah, and, and both of them do. You know, I, personally, and this is just me, and, and Buona has agreed to come on and do the black gun uh, philosophy with us, which I think is going to be hysterical. Um and give his view on on the M16 and and the the uh, the AR platform and that kind of stuff. But yeah, to me, which uh, we're totally going to do. You guys are going to love that because you want to get that man wound up. Start talking about the M16. <laughs> um, well, he's he's had a different experience with it. He, he did, he, and he was and because and the other part is he was issued one prior to them learning how to make them function out in the field. And he still has a bad taste of that, just to warn you I, guys. I can't imagine why. He still has a bad... Mm-hmm. I mean, he watched people die because the thing malfunctioned, okay? And I understand how that can be off-putting, all right? I don't yeah. blame him for it at all, but it is it's just, it's absolutely hysterical to get him wound I, up about I, it. I, I tell you what, at that point in life, I would have taken an M14 over one of those in a heartbeat. Oh, he would have. Oh, he definitely did. Um, he hated, he hate, he, you will never get that man to say anything good about an M16. Um, but you know, I, I actually had the, um, I know we got to go here pretty soon, but I actually had the occasion to shoot an AK-47, no, a semi-automatic one, uh, the other yeah, day. Yeah. Typically speaking, they don't let us civilians have the, the fully automatic ones. Right. Uh, that's not, have, actually there is a place in Dallas where you can shoot automatic weapons. Um, uh, well, and, I, well, I'll, then, then I'll rephrase so that I'll be specific before someone. We finally do get a hate mail of somebody going, "You gave out false information." Actually, I think we did get a tweet about that not too long ago. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's, it's <laughs> our first hate mail. It was great. Um, but uh, yes, it is possible for a civilian to get a fully automatic weapon. It is just going to take you a long time and cost you a lot of extra money. Yeah, they kind of frown on that generally. Generally speaking. Uh, but I had the occasion to shoot both an AK-47 and an AK-74. I, I didn't yeah. really know what the difference was because they look very similar to me. Um, uh, you, you, you know what? I'm not 100% sure what the difference is either. I think that what you're talking about is the difference like between a M4 and an M16. 
kind of the same kind of thing, but I am not 100% sure I'm correct about that. I, I don't know. They handed me one. They said, this is an AK-47, and then they handed me another one a couple of guns later and said, this is an AK-74. The 74 looked and felt almost exactly like the AK-47. I, like, it looked newer, and, and it was a little beefier and had some better grips on it and stuff like that, but other than that, it was functionally, at least to me, the same. Uh, but, um, again, I am not the guy to talk about, like, battle rifles with i I don't know Uh, if it was a shotgun i'd be able to tell you all about it um but or a hunting rifle sure i'd be able to tell you some differences and stuff but but battle rifles i i I don't know uh but this was um it was neat i actually kind of prefer because i shot some ars and stuff like that and everything i i actually kind of preferred the ak platforms to the ar and um one and I'll say this, and I know it's the cheesiest thing ever. The AKs were just freaking cool. They're just so cool looking. Well, they also tend to go a little bit more towards your aesthetic. Oh, God, it was sexy. It had this, like, I mean, it was like burnished plywood kind of rosewood type looking thing. and had the big kind of banana. Cl- you just click it in. And, and oh, it was just, it was just neat. Uh, it really was, and uh, you know they had some with just the the you know uh, uh, the wood uh, upper and lower, and then they had some with the handle uh, in front. Uh, it was it was just so neat. Um, the the seventy four had synthetic stocks, uh, yep. and, and it was it looked a great deal newer uh, as far as the design and the kind of fit and finish almost. Um, felt a lot newer but uh it was just such a neat thing and it just felt so sturdy and robust and i didn't have any issues with it there wasn't any like slamming the the mag home or you know doing the charging handle or none of that you know grip it rip it let it go and then load it again you know it was just so solid and so robust i didn't hit shit with it and uh, it was <laughs> completely useless at long distances at least for me um the ar was much more of a precise feeling um for me and i probably hit a lot better had a tighter pattern with it but to me it was just way less cool <laughs> i mean because it i'm not taking either one to war thankfully uh so i i don't know but ak was just so much more fun for me um I, I I don't know. I, I'll never own either one of them. At least I have no plans to do that right now. Uh, and I don't have the full-on rifle. What I've got is the little AK pistol. Sure. No, excuse me, AR pistol. AR pistol, yeah. Uh, 9 millimeter, right? No, if you remember. Uh, oh, that's, you remember, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I dumped that for the two two three, and when I went through my um, caliber crisis. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I wondered if that was going to ever bite you in the in the butt, but uh yeah, you you came off that pretty quick. You're like, "Well, I'll just dump some of these and go towards other stuff." Well, I I learned from my mistakes. Lord knows I do not <laughs> claim to be perfect, but um y- yeah, I went looked around and went, "Yeah, that 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 wasn't the best of ideas." You know, I probably I should probably change that. <laughs> So, so yeah, I mean, let, let's put it this way. I mean, I, I have, I, I, as much as I complained about it at the beginning, I am letting go of my 45 caliber um, uh, 1911 just because I'm, I don't enjoy shooting 45. I mean, I'm basically going back to nine millimeter and then just expanding my, my use of 380 as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't blame you there. I, I tried as well. So at some point, if you ever decide you're going to have a little bit of fun and carve a, um, a, a grip for a 1911. I will have one at some point. It'll just be a nine millimeter instead of a 45. There you go. There you um, go. And you know, then you know, rifle 223, 44 Magnum, shotgun 410. You know, it, it, once again, just starting to um, spread some of that out. I still have a whole bunch of 12 gauge ammo. I the more and more I look at 12 gauges, I think in order to have one that my freakishly short arms are going to be able to use, I I really am probably going to need a semi-auto. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, I can help with that. Oh, like one day when you come down here, we're going to do it when we go to a gun show, I'll get you a semi-automatic shotgun and we'll cut it down until it fits you. I, I, and, and actually that's kind of what I was waiting for. Yeah. Uh, we'll make it fit. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't you worry. We're going to fix that. Uh, cause they're, they're the easiest thing in the world. I, I shoot, like I said, I shoot clays with an, uh, with a semi-automatic 
all the time, and it's my favorite. Uh, we'll just get one that kind of fits you or, or works with with what you want to do, and we'll cut it down till it works. You know, I didn't do the same thing with Shannon. She's a, she's itty bitty, and her length of pole was like just about a foot. Um, so it's just uh, this and, tiny and, little and, shotgun. And, and I'll bet you, mine's close to that. <laughs> hey, it is what it is, man. We'll fix it. You know, it's it is not a big deal. We will make that work. I I've I have yet to meet the person who I can't fit a shotgun to. I'm looking forward to it, damn it. <laughs> uh speaking of which, and this is the last thing we have before we go here, I did finish uh my for the none of you who are asking, I did <laughs> I did finish my uh sportsman uh eleven forty eight Mohawk uh, uh gun. And- and I was uh, graced with a picture of it. And uh, as much as he tries to be modest about these kinds of things, I'll tell you, it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Uh, it came out very well, I thought. Uh, I went very classic with it. I wanted to, to do um, a a kind of 1950s-esque throwback, sort of like when they make, uh, and I know I always make car, uh, car analogies, but it's it kind of fits, um, sort of like when they do a 1950s car that was built and refinished and re- redone to look like it came from the 1950s. I wanted to do that with this. Uh, this this uh, uh, 1148 or Sportsman was really from the 60s, and I really wanted to get that 60s vibe. And uh, so I did kind of a classic traditional uh, maple leaf or oak leaf and maple leaf type type situation uh, on the stock and, and up on the forearm. And it just turned out great. Um it had actual walnut, American walnut, not black walnut, but American walnut stocks on it, which just polish up beautiful. Uh, I didn't go too shiny with it. I'll post some pictures on the website. I didn't go too shiny with it. It's kind of a, a, a satin semi-gloss finish. It turned out gorgeous. Polished the bolt, fixed all the black issues on it, or you know all the bluing issues, and it just turned out beautiful. Just really, really nice for what it is. And uh, I took it out this weekend. And people were fighting over it, and that made me happy. You know, I was like, "Yeah, you would believe how crappy that thing worked and looked before this." But yeah, it's it's worth it now. Uh, and, and and once again, as much as he tries to to pull me on the whole, anybody can do it. No, the man has some talent. It's 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 pretty. I swear, everybody could do it. It's not hard. No, it's every everybody could do what I do with it. It's not it's not difficult. It's just a series of steps. Uh, there's a lot of steps, but it's just a series of steps. Once you fix the mechanical stuff, which that thing did require some parts for. I mean, I replaced every all the, everything except the trigger group and the receiver got replaced. The springs, yeah. the carriage bolt, the action are all of it, you know. Um, but it turned out beautiful, and I think I, I'm actually going to keep it. Um, you know, if we ever do a tournament or something like that, I might offer it up as like a, a grand prize or something. You know, then comes second place is a Star Wars gun. Third place is like this one of my Springfield 67s. The junk tournament of junk. You know, uh, it'll it'll definitely be something like that. Uh, or maybe like first place is your choice of like an actual nice 11.48 or the crappy Star Wars gun. Um, like my dad, Bond is just sure nobody's ever gonna want that stupid ass Star Wars gun. He's like, who would who would want that, Sean? Sean, seriously, why did you do that? You ruined that gun. And, and really, and he's going to be amazed one day. You're going to carry that stock out where everybody can see to a gun show at some point in time, and somebody is going to look at that and completely freak and offer you a fortune for it, <laughs> and he's going to be standing there dumbfounded. I don't know, man. He, 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 just, he doesn't understand the power of, you know, the Star Wars. The dark side. No. Yeah. Uh, definitely not. Yes, it, it, it's kind of one of those things where either you do or you don't. And as I said, it's not. He's right. It's not for everybody. It's not going to be one of those ones that you're just going to throw out there and everybody's going to go, "Oh, that's awesome. It's pretty. It's cool." But somebody is going to see that and lose their shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! It's a star. It's a stormtrooper gun. I have to have it. You know. Um. I uh, maybe maybe I just. The, the, uh, the, the only the only way you could do any better, and the only problem with it is, is I don't I think it would be too short to be legal. 
if you could cut one down and make it look like Boba Fett's gun, you might <sighs> actually do even better. Yeah, but once again, probably. Not, I don't think it's legal to get one that shit. It, it's not. I checked before I did that because I was going to do that <laughs> one with it. And I just, I, you can't. It's just too small. And it's just like, oh, it's too bad. But God, it looks good. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So like if we ever do that tournament, I'm serious. I'm going to offer like both of them up as prizes and, uh, we'll, we'll see how, we'll see how that goes and see if anybody does any horse trading. Like I got this one. I'll trade you for anything other than the star Wars guy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) well, we'll, we will totally do that. Next, next project should be a Mandalorian gun. Oh man, that'd be awesome. Yeah, put some Mandalorian armor on there and stuff, and and, and then and then across the uh, the actual um, forend, this is the way. Oh, dude, that's perfect. <laughs> or, or and then and then even better on the other side, even though it's not a Mandalorian saying, just it would be awesome at the end of a gun. I have spoken. Dude, we gotta write this down. I'm gonna totally do that. <laughs> I gotta find a junk shotgun now and start doing that. Put a Mandalorian symbol on one side of the stock. Put a helmet oh. on the other side of the stock. And then, as I said, on one side of the forend grip, it says, uh, um, "This is the way." On the other side, it says, "I have spoken." Oh God, it'll be so unsellable. It'll be so great. I mean, uh, oh, no, no, no. Once again. It's going to be the one that someone is going to see and lose their shit over. Hell, I might even see it and lose my shit over. Oh, man. I, I tell you, what, I will do one. I will find a shotgun. I will do all that stuff to it. And if you can sell it for me, I'll give you half the money. Okay. Uh, that's, that is awesome. Because <laughs> I totally want to do that now. That is, that is freaking sweet, dude. I'll give you a 50% finder's fee if you get it sold. <laughs> That is great. Well, thank you guys for listening. We are uh, we we tend to ramble on. I think probably uh, probably we we should do more cast. But you know what? Life happens, and that's how it goes. But uh, we will see you guys. Jake, you got anything else? I do not. Right on. We will see you guys next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.